welcome to the brand new Jazz Matters podcast from jazzmatters.net. Jazz Matters is a brand new project set up to promote jazz music and provide a resource for jazz fans that allows them to connect with both established and emerging artists and discover great new music. In each episode of the podcast, we'll be taking a look at a different artist or band, jazz venue or live event that may be of interest to you. And of course, we'll be sharing some great music along the way. The podcast will also be the perfect place to learn about our upcoming events where we will be bringing live jazz to jazz fans and a whole new audience while working hard to encourage more people into the world of jazz and make playing and enjoying jazz music as accessible as we possibly can. In this episode, we're going to be learning more about one of my favourite bands of 2018, Pixie and the Gypsies. With their debut album, Honey Trap, topping the iTunes jazz chart back in August, it's been an incredible year for vocalist Taylor Notcut, violinist Connie Chatwin, bassist Toom Dillon and guitarist Matthew Wilson. I was fortunate enough to catch up with them right before their recent gig at the Pizza Express Jazz Club in Dean Street, London, so I can bring you their story in their own words. We'll be learning where it all started, hearing about their incredible year and learning what the future holds for them. But first, let's listen to the title track of that debut album, This Is Honey Trap. Love's for the birds, honey's for the bees, you're the only one for me. But it could come undone if someone gets stung and I And I'm singing, oh, I can't resist I got a buzz with a touch of his fingertips And I never felt so alive I got a taste of the honey, now I want to hide And the way he does his thing I gotta be careful to avoid the sting And perhaps I should walk away But this trap's so good that I just stay One sting won't hurt, but anymore Worse, and I'll need a remedy And I know I've been warned not to angle the swamp But I love this sweet honey Nectar so fine and I need you to be mine And I'm singing, oh, I can't resist I got a buzz from the touch of his fingertips And I never felt so alive I got a taste of the honey, now I want the hive And the way he does his finger gotta be And I never 
Pixie and the Gypsies started back in 2015, whilst founder and vocalist Taylor Notcutt was still studying for her honours degree in jazz performance at Trinity LeBanc Conservatoire of Music and Dance, in the company of peers such as saxophonist Nubaya Garcia and drummer Jake Long. Originally looking to form a function band, and inspired by her enjoyment of the Gypsy Jazz module of her studies, Taylor formed a band to perform Gypsy Jazz interpretations of well-known pop songs. Originally, there was no real intention to make the band a serious project, with members coming and going, and the band just enjoying a few gigs. However, it was their performance at the Yamaha Jazz Sessions competition that changed everything. Coming third in the competition, Pixie and the Gypsies were approached by Manchester-based A-Star Studios, inviting the band to consider creating an album of original music. until they put that idea sort of in my head and sort of invited us to go to the studio and that kind of thing that I was like actually this is quite fun to write for I think because I had a style in my head um, it then meant I could sort of look at artists that I like and write songs you know based sort of on you know music that I enjoy and sort of lyricists that I like and then it kind of just sort of formed from then. Faced with the prospect of writing an album's worth of original material for a debut album that would always be a statement of intent for a new band, what would be the focus? Would Taylor try to stay true to the gypsy jazz roots of the band, or would the album be drawn towards a more obviously commercial sound? I was just kind of thinking of music that I really like, because obviously my degree was in jazz, but I love, you know, a little mix of stuff. So. Yeah, I was sort of just looking at people and the sounds that I liked and it kind of just naturally went that way. Yeah. yeah, I think to me, the songs that you've written are just naturally what you would want to write, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even if, I don't think there was necessarily an intention of focusing on an audience or anything, I yeah, think it's it just happened. kind of Taylor's writing style came through and it is a crossover of jazz and pop and yeah. lots of different kind of influences. All that Jazz babuda Anyone listening to Pixie and the Gypsies will immediately notice their trademark sound. Brilliant musicians playing a very traditional gypsy jazz style and led by Taylor's outstanding vocals give you an album that really makes you sit up and listen. When I first saw them live upstairs at Ronnie Scott's, what really struck me was how tight the sound was. The album makes good use of the skills of drummer Stuart Smith, yet the band play live as a four-piece with no drums in sight. 
My initial concerns that this would leave their sound lacking were blown away by the opening number, as they managed to deliver a wonderfully full sound with Toom and Matthew driving the numbers along with such proficiency that even someone very familiar with the album simply didn't notice the missing instruments. But you don't have to take my word for this. London Jazz News said that Pixie and the Gypsies bring a real sense of romanticism to the stage. Something about their polished and passionate presentation is not just talented, but joyful. So with the album recorded and a run of pre-release publicity gigs completed, on August 10th, 2018, Honey Trap was released to the public, immediately following a sold-out launch event back where I spoke to them at Soho's Pizza Express Jazz Club. Immediately on release, the album went straight to the top of the iTunes jazz charts where it stayed for nearly a week. Taylor and Connie were quite clear about just what this meant to them. Yeah, the night before the album so it, like, it had come out and I remember like everyone had like we told people to pre-order it and stuff and I remember being like in the car on the way back from this gig and the gig had gone so well like we'd sold out and it was really cool and I remember being in the car and like my phone went bling it's like your order is here and I was like oh! and then my friend messaged me like it's number one on iTunes I was like yeah that's just because everyone's downloaded it at midnight let's wait till tomorrow and the next day was my birthday and I woke up and I was like it's still there and it was there for like <laughs> five days I think the number one and then it kind of sort of like well the top ten and then it kind of went obviously petered down but I think that was the cherry on the cake after such a good gig mm. here I, I mean I was so happy and but I just didn't imagine that happening no, I don't know I. it was very I think it was a surprise to all of us yeah Still to come, we find out the band's thoughts on why those traditional styles of jazz continue to find an audience in a world where jazz sees new sounds as young artists infuse new influences into their music. We'll also hear what have been the highlights of a busy 2018, including their extremely busy trip to the Guinness Cork Jazz Festival, and we also look forward to 2019. But first, some more music. We can't really have an episode on Gypsy Jazz without featuring something from the godfather of the style, Django Reinhardt. Written by Django Reinhardt and Stefan Grappelli, and originally recorded by the Quintet of the Hot Club of France in 1937, this is one of Gypsy Jazz's most quintessential tracks, Minor Swing. <laughs> Thank you. 
listening to the Jazz Matters podcast at jazzmatters.net. From the 1930s classics from the likes of Django Reinhardt to Honey Trap, the 2018 album from Pixie and the Gypsies, there is no denying the public appetite for gypsy jazz and more traditional forms of jazz in general. In an age where artists like Soweto Kinch and Nubaya Garcia and even James Brandon Lewis are seeing great success bringing very contemporary styles of music into their jazz and Spotify releasing figures back in July 18 showing that their Jazz UK playlist featuring such artists had seen a 108% increase in listeners under 30, you could be excused for believing that Pixie and the Gypsies would be appealing to a primarily older audience. However, I had witnessed for myself that their audience was extremely mixed and there was definitely a large following amongst younger adults. I was interested in hearing the band's thoughts on how the more traditional styles of jazz continue to fare so well against emerging trends. All these different styles and, uh, have their own space now. I think it's, um, you know, I think we exist in a in a sort of different space than a lot of perhaps pe- people on that Jazz UK playlist, people like, I don't know, Mansa Brown or like Shabaka Hutchings or, you know, whoever. And um, because the, the music industry has been sort of blown open in the past, you know, however, however long, um, they, you know, we, we, can, we can all top the different charts and yeah. you know we can all yeah. reach our different audiences and, and there are so many more creative people now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or rather sort of people the creative people have access to the stuff they need mm. m- much easier you, you can mix so many different genres with jazz and I think we're so lucky to be I mean from my experience we were all at Trinity and some of our what's the word I'm looking for peers some of our peers on the jazz course are doing incredibly well and we're so lucky to be surrounded by those musicians and people like Nabai Garcia and Tim's in a band called Maisha which is like our friend Jake's project and they're all doing amazing, amazingly well and I think that's why and then also this we ha- I think because of that opening up of jazz to a wider audience that that's why we're doing well as well because it's kind of just more visible to people. Definitely. And I think with like, with our sort of style as well, because the kind of music that the sort of 1920s, 30s sort of stuff was the pop music of then. Yeah. And obviously, you know, music tastes change, what's popular, like, you know, at the time and stuff, but the sort of music that, you know, the gypsy jazz sort of stuff has very sort of singable, you know, singable melodies, you know, uh, sort of time, the sort of time signature and the sort of speed, it's stuff you can dance to. So yeah. it's still, yeah. so it kind of has the same, obviously it's not the same music as club music of today, but it has the same, you know, hooks, catchy melodies, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's interactive. And I think that's what makes it popular then and still can be popular now. Yeah. Between very traditional jazz and all the newer stuff as well. Oh, yeah, the newer yeah. stuff yeah. is real heavily influenced by hip hop and yeah. it's got strong rhythms yeah. going all through it. And then if you go really far back, all the swing stuff is, like you said, fucked up and you can't help but bop along. <laughs> it's a yeah. thing. 
From early beginnings as a student covers band, by September 2018, Pixie and the Gypsies had recorded and released a chart-topping debut album, performed sold-out shows at some of London's best-known venues, including Pizza Express Jazz Club and Upstairs at Ronnie Scott's. They've appeared at the Cheltenham Jazz Festival, the Rye International Jazz and Blues Festival, and at the end of October 2018, the band headed over to the Cork Jazz Festival. It was as a result of this festival the previous year that guitarist Matthew Wilson had found his way into the band, finishing the lineup we see today. In a very busy trip, the band squeezed eight shows into a short stay in Ireland, including four in one day. It was quite clear that it had been an amazing experience for them. Because yeah, we basically, because obviously I saw um, Tim and Matt last year out there and then contacted them and they booked an initial sort of four gigs and then... That was through the official... That was through the official sort of... Yeah, Guinness Festival. Guinness Festival. And then we had one that was set for a, at this like venue called the Chenet, which Tim and uh, Matt recommended, which was really good. And then it was what was quite interesting was we made like a Facebook event um, and then it got quite a lot of like like hype like from people that was obviously wanting to go to the festival and then they end up adding extra gigs that's how we end up late because all these people were looking at the event being like oh this band's cool and um so that's why we ended up with so many like four <laughs> i think there was even on one one on the day we got there that we weren't expecting to do wasn't yeah, it yeah we, we turned um, up and they were like oh you're playing here and we're like oh <laughs> wait are we we only knew because matt double checked yeah, I, I had a friend playing the in the same place list. and i was looking for when he was playing and then I saw our name. We were like, oh, oh we're, we're playing then. Well, we're not playing then, so like, yeah, rang up. And we like an afternoon one, like, and we'd literally like get off stage, and all these people wanted to chat to us. We're like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go, like trying, running yeah. across town to the next yeah. gig. <laughs> but it was really good. It fun. was intense and very fun. Yeah, yeah. lots of running around. So, there's no denying that 2018 has really put Pixie and the Gypsies on the map. But such an incredibly busy and successful year would surely only put pressure on 2019. How would they follow on from this success? Would the focus be on taking Honey Trap to the bigger stages across the festivals? Would we be seeing new material or a new album in the next 12 months? Well, it was clear that the band are keen to drive the project on, but if, like me, you're hoping for a new album, you might have to wait just a little longer. Well, yeah, definitely, like, the festivals. That's, like, because we did, like I said, we only did sort of three this year, so we want to really hit the festivals. Um, we've had, again, some sort of, some radio playing, like BBC Radio London, and we did a, a live session on BBC Radio Kent, and we're doing one uh, two weeks at a time back at BBC Radio Kent. But mainly, I'd say, my sort of goal for the project is to sort of yeah, push it more, um, maybe more in the non-jazz direction as well to sort of see. Sort of presented to to that audience, not you know, not sort of change anything about us. You know, yeah, just yeah, to, not change, not anything. change us. Yeah, no, definitely. just see how it's received by different audiences and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like, well, me and Tom had a little writing session and like writing a couple of new songs on the news, horizon. Yeah, the horizon definitely. <laughs> I think my plan would sort of be to still like you know, because Honey Trap is only like. Know, it's still fairly new, so I'd sort of maybe push that next year, and maybe sort of near the end of next year start start mm. writing and arranging yeah. next one. Maybe? I'd I'd love to sort of finish writing and arranging the album yeah. by I don't know maybe maybe the end of next year. Well, we've already got like four or five sort of tunes in the sort of pipeline, so yeah, definitely yeah. like see how this album has done, you know, at, at the festivals and to sort of have an idea of how we want to move with the next yeah. one.
us off there one of my favorite tracks from the album that was mr right well that brings us to the end of episode one of the jazz matters podcast we'd love to keep you up to date with upcoming episodes and future developments in the project as we move into live events and workshops you can follow us on twitter at at matters jazz or if you would like to support the project or sign up to our mailing list you can do so at jazzmatters.net If you would like to talk to us about your music or event and feature in future episodes of the podcast, just head to the website and get in touch. My thanks go to Pixie and the Gypsies for their time and support in this new project and I look forward to supporting them throughout 2019. My sincere thanks to you for listening and I hope we'll meet again soon. (laughs) 